it was like a four week block which was pre decided that okay this week this is going to be the focus probably one week it will be more of running just to balance out everything hi i am alok and i'm your host at pitirobic welcome to fitness pro chat the podcast by pitirobic Welcome to Fitness Pro Chat by Fitterobic. If you're looking to improve your health and well-being to lead a healthy, fit and fulfilling life, whether you're an amateur or a professional athlete, this podcast is for you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. I am elated once again to speak with Shivangi Sarda. Shivangi has been an inspirational Ironman athlete. She is a strength and conditioning coach and she has excelled at Ironman triathlon in Germany in 2023. Earlier she has been a national level basketball player and a runner who has successfully completed several half marathons welcome to the show shivangi thank you alok for inviting me again i'm looking forward to our conversation today shivangi this our conversation for the second time and in between you have achieved some remarkable credential and ironman triathlon being one of them which is like 3.8 kilometers of swimming 180.2 kilometers of cycling 42.2 kilometers of running that to in 13 hours 47 minutes how was your journey from half iron man that you did at chongqing in china now to a full iron man when i did the half iron man uh, i think that was the same thought which i had that you know i'm not going to do anything more than this because that was challenging enough the thought of doing something like this where it's like swimming open waters 3.8 kilometers then riding 180 back to back and then you know running a marathon 42.2 kilometers I, when I first thought of this, I thought it's like you know how are people doing it, and uh, I just got inspired by the challenge because I like to challenge myself, like you know, just to test my ability as a uh, as an athlete and you know as a fitness coach. So yeah, I mean, before signing up, uh, there were a lot of thoughts uh, self doubt. I think uh, you know before signing up, but yeah, once I started, I think it's been one of the most incredible experience, both training wise and event wise so far. So, would you also explain about the format of this event? Yes. So, you have to do a three point eight kilometer swim, which is to be done. So, every you know event has its own cut off time. So, for your swimming, three point eight, you get two hours twenty minutes to finish it. Then you have to ride for one eighty kilometers. Combined swim and the ride needs to be done in nine hours thirty minutes. And then your run starts. The run leg and the entire run, swim, and bike needs to be done in fifteen hours thirty minutes. Now, every course has different cut off. but this was the cut off for the hamburg uh, event which i did and everything has to be done in a continuous loop right there are no breaks there are no breaks and you wouldn't want to take awesome. breaks because everything has a cut off and you know you don't want to dnf in any of the uh, like you know disciplines and also the transition time where say for example you come out of the lake or the sea uh, you're swimming in running to your bike changing your gear everything is counted in this So the transition time also plays a major role because you are running to the bike, changing your clothes, taking the bike yes. to the start point. So you know all those things also is counted in the entire timing. So you wouldn't want to take any breaks, definitely. That's that's really awesome, actually, to achieve this kind of speed in such an incredible time. What did your workout and nutritional schedule look like when you were training for Ironman? So I did have a good running base and strength base because you know that's something that I do regularly. So I had been doing that. Now in uh, so this event was in June. I wasn't sure if I want to do it because you know it, it's a big challenge and it requires a lot of time and efforts and other resources as well. So I went for a practice swim because I do have a lot of fear of open water. 
I'm not a swimmer myself. Like, you know, I learned swimming for triathlon. And especially when you're not in the open water and you're swimming in the pool is so different. So in January, I got a chance to go to Goa uh, where there was a swimathon. So I thought, you know, I should just get into the water, get the fear out. So once I did that, I decided that, you know, there is a chance for me to like, you know, take up this challenge. So yeah, February is when I actually signed up and, you know, started training for this event. And uh, yeah, so it was a lot of base building because I had not been actually swimming or riding before this. So like I used to almost swim two to three times because that's my weakest point. I'd set up an indoor trainer because going outdoor for cycling is not, you know, possible all the time because you want to venture out early to avoid the heat and the traffic. So I set up an indoor trainer. So I was, yeah, I mean, it was almost about eight to nine, sometimes 10 training sessions, including my strength training. I also had to add a little bit of mobility work specifically for this because your body gets too tight doing so, so much of physical activity. True, true. In terms of nutrition, so I've been a vegetarian for over six years now. I didn't really make any specific changes. It was just that, of course, when, you know, you're training twice in a day and at that volume, you need to increase your calorie intake. That's like, you know, the basic rule. So I had to, of course, add a lot of, say, for example, if I was having like four meals a day, I had to add like a couple of more meals, which is a big challenge because your body is not used to taking in so much of food. So my major food calorie intake would change based on like my training in that day. I would have like a good pre-workout, mostly like a toast with peanut butter banana. Uh, yeah, okay. so I think for such events, your what you're having before your training session, during your training session and after plays a very big role. So that was something I was very disciplined about all throughout. That's really awesome because I would say this is one of the toughest competitions in the world that you competed against and uh, you have accepted this challenge and you you did very well in that. So what were the challenges you faced while you were training for this uh, competition? So I think for everyone, it will be different. For me personally, uh, as I mentioned, like, you know, swimming had been the biggest challenge. Like I would say midway during the training also, there were times where I was like, I may not even meet the cutoff because I'm not an efficient swimmer. And, you know, if you don't meet the cutoff, you're out of the game. So, you know, those challenges, I still remember I did a four kilometer swim in the pool and, you know, you had, you have to practice your nutrition. So I took a carb gel, I had banana and then I threw up, I think 3.5 kilometers. So, you know, to come back and finish the swim, so, you know, those challenges were there. Other than that, you know, uh, things like managing your work, because, you know, my work is also physical being a fitness coach. So, you know, managing work with, you know, with the training, that's one. Uh, there were some incidents when you planned an outdoor ride say 100 kilometers plus and you know I had a puncture so I had to do the entire training session indoors so you know to be uh, open to such challenges because you've planned something outdoor and you've got a brick session to like you know at that point be calm figure out what needs to be done and shift the entire session indoor so I mean those were the small challenges I would say but in the end when I look back I think it helped me grow as a person and an athlete absolutely So can you share some nutritional challenges because you are a vegetarian or for a vegetarian, usually there are a lot of deficiencies, which a non-vegetarian diet would not have, especially in terms of vitamins and minerals typically, and also protein that is very much required for nutrition and preparation for these kind of competitions. So what was the challenges that you faced as a vegetarian preparing for an Ironman event? When I went to study for my master's, actually, I met a lot of athletes who were vegan, who were vegetarian. And that's when my thought process came, where I understood that if you plan it properly, if you, you know, 
supplementing it right you will not face any challenges being a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever diet you would or for any of these events and for an endurance event the percentage of protein of course plays a plays a major role but of course you need to also increase the amount of carbs and fats you are taking because you are burning so much during your training as well and especially True. during the event True. so what i made sure was that you know i i generally do that not even if i'm not even training for an event i would like you know maintain a diet to see what i'm eating because sometimes in your mind you're eating less or more and you're yes. actually not doing enough so yes. i did that for a couple of weeks and i saw so i made sure that every meal was balanced which is something i've been following for like 5 6 years now so say for example if i'm having a serve of poha which is you know carbs i will make sure to add a source of protein so like black chana or sprouts or something like this yes. that will be my basic uh, breakfast but i did add vegan protein powder uh, because of course that was required to like get Absolutely. get the amount of protein but yeah like i had tofu i had paneer homemade uh, like you know curd so everything whatever was so i think the challenge was to eat a lot uh, i think that is something because you get so tired of eating the same kind of food every day so there are times when you don't want to eat it but like i think that is the biggest challenge to fuel yourself with the amount of food that you need for such training events so one of the important things is muscle recovery and especially for any uh, rigorous of physical activity animal based proteins typically are being relied by many athletes for muscle recovery so how did you address this concern in your diet i personally have not faced any issues and you know i like to read about nutrition as well so there is nothing that says that you know being on a vegetarian or a vegan diet can hamper your recovery Uh, whereas there are some uh, researches that are supporting otherwise that they say that your recovery is faster when you are a vegetarian or a vegan diet although i am not the right person because i have not done this event on a non vegetarian diet so i cannot really compare and tell you uh, when you do a rigorous training session you need to fuel immediately like in 30 to 40 minutes so it's not just protein that you need to take in there is a myth okay. where they say that just have protein and you're sorted after your workout it's very important that you're having your carbs as well so Absolutely. that's one change that i made so say i had a long brick session which was say 6 hours of a session so i would make sure that i'm eating say bread a sandwich or something post my uh, training session and then i'm having like scoop of protein powder so those are the things and i feel that nutrition of course plays a plays a major role but it's your sleep also that is very important it really helps you with your muscle recovery and recovery in general so i think that was one thing that i made sure that i'm not compromising on my sleep so like I would try to get minimum seven to eight hours, which I try now as well to get. There are times when you have a late night and you have to wake up early, so I'll try and make it for that sleep in the afternoon. So I feel both nutrition and sleep plays a major role when you're talking about recovery. Could you highlight your entire training schedule? And I'm sure running for thirty minutes or one hour definitely would not be sufficient for this kind of event. So, what was your training schedule like? So it changed. Uh, I would have like a training block of three weeks, where every week the load would increase, and then one week I'd like taper it down for recovery, and then build it up. So that was the routine. But just to talk about uh, like one of the one one week from the training block, which was say during the peak, would be morning. Monday generally I would take a rest day to recover, get a massage or okay. something. Tuesday uh-huh. generally would my training block start. So, uh, Tuesday morning, say I had like a fifteen twenty kilometers run. evening i'd have like a one and a half hour swim and this is other than my work so you know after my run i'd come home do my work then go for my swim next uh-huh. day again either you have like a bike 
So like a one, two hours bike session, afternoon will be your strength. Then Thursday again. So generally I would end up doing like two sessions in a day. Thursday, if I have like a speed session, then I would do like an easy swim in the evening so that I'm not like, you know, overdoing it. Uh, Fridays would be something light because Saturday, Sunday would be a heavier session. Fridays would be like a one hour of say swim or a a run or a bike. And then I would do a strength as well because I I really like to complement strength training with my other training routine. Uh, I think the most challenging would be brick sessions that will be on a Saturday or a Sunday. So that would be like, I still remember it was a 150 kilometers bike ride with a 15 to 18 kilometer run. And I finished it at about one in the afternoon and I came home and I'm flat lying down. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I still remember that. That's what the brick, the long brick sessions were definitely the most challenging out of uh, the entire routine where, so brick is when you do two disciplines back to back to get used to, uh, you know, the change. Because when you're Uh, riding, a different set of muscles are getting used. And when you're running, it's a different set of muscles. So I would like, you know, do like a hundred kilometers ride, quickly come change. So it was more like a practice for the race day as well. And then start running without a break. So, you know, those were the challenging, but the fun sessions, I would say. In between all of these three different events that you practice. So how exactly did you manage your time in terms of how much time you have to devote for each of these activities that you were doing on a day-to-day basis? So in the beginning, I knew that swimming is something I really need to work on because my form was not right. And like, you know, how much can you push from your physical strength, right? You need a good form. So for the first three to four weeks, I did work on some drills and, you know, improving as much as I could. I knew that I have a very short window, so I can't give it all for like, you know, improving the stroke. But whatever Uh I could, so, you know, that was something I was focused on in the first month that I need to get that confidence, do as much as I can to improve my stroke. So that I also saved the energy for the next two disciplines because I didn't want to like, you know, burn out in the first one. So, yeah, I mean, uh, so it was not that, you know, I mean, I decided like it was like a four week block, which was pre-decided that, okay, this week, this is going to be the focus. Probably one week, it'll be more of running just to balance out everything. But yeah, in the end, it was about 16 to 18 hours of training weekly, which I now think is, yeah, I mean, it took a lot of time. It was all about. I think being disciplined and consistent because you wouldn't want to miss any of the sessions because you feel that, you know, that will hamper the next session. And uh, yeah, so like four to five months, you're like completely into it, focused on doing all the training sessions. So are four to five months enough for someone who who is just starting or they require more time to prepare their body to become endurance runner first and then try out something like this? So it's subjective. Like some people have the strength to do it so probably they could but realistically yes like I did have a decent uh, base of running because I did a 50k you know in December and you know I've been doing a lot of strength training so I had a decent base to do it so I think a good six to eight months of training can help somebody achieve it but yeah it is very individual some people could take years some people could do it faster are there any difference between vegans or vegetarians and uh, meat eaters in terms of performance or endurance that you would have seen i've been reading and i've been following a lot of athletes people are now really advocating vegan diet because they say the recovery is faster they're able to especially in terms of endurance what i'm talking about so a lot of uh, athletes i follow are also like you know trying to switch their uh, diet so i i personally not felt that you know I'm feeling that my strength levels have gone down or anything being on a vegetarian diet but I, I know that I've met people who've been uh, eating non-veg and they've done the event 
vegan vegetarian so you know it's it's different but yeah in terms of personally i i know a few people who are vegan who've done this event and probably they must have done it better than me as well and it goes yeah so i think uh, if if we go from research there there are some research papers who are supporting uh, being a vegetarian and vegan in, in the indian landscape so from your training like when you completed this race so what was your reaction like so you know to be very honest it's been over 6 months now and uh, it's still hard for me to register and it's hard for me to explain to people that i still don't have uh, like you know the memory of the entire event uh, because you're so much in the zone True. you're just doing everything back to back and uh, so i i still remember crossing the finish line but i don't remember seeing people around me or i you know it's just that feeling of crossing the finish line i had my sister standing there but i i don't remember seeing her as well so it's a yeah i mean i'm still trying to take it in i think it's been a, you know very great opportunity which i got to like you know uh, live live that moment yeah uh, one i would say very important question is some of your favorite moments from training and from the main event if you would want to share that that were like quite inspirational for you as well so in the training i think uh, i i love when you know something is challenging thing that that really helps me you know that's the drive for me to do things so i i used to find it very challenging you know and my family and friends kept telling me has to come back and be like i don't think so i can do it you know especially the swim part it's yes. too challenging for me to you know do the distance especially with my speed because i'm not efficient so you know those so you know tackling those challenges i think has been inspirational and that that gives you a very positive mindset that you know if you are positive if you are like you know focused you can achieve things so that's one in terms of the event day i think uh, hamburg was a great event like i've not done anything internationally at this level so the crowd was incredible i still remember like during the run leg which was through the city the, so it was a sunday so you know the families were out the entire route was with the locals they were like literally playing music uh-huh. there were kids yeah, everybody nice. just cheering you for the entire you know the 42 wow. kilometers so i still cannot forget it like my name was written and you know of course like for them to pronounce uh, there were small kids who they were just shouting go ship go ship because they could not pronounce my name <laughs> so those okay. things uh, i think so the entire energy and when we started like before the swim also uh, they run a routine like the ironman team so the warm up routine so everything like it felt so magical finishing the swim the support So yeah I think those that is very inspirational and you know I saw somebody who was I think 72 year old female she literally crossed the finish line before me wow. uh, so you know that was like wow like people talk about age and you know she was really strong even after finishing so those moments they stay with you yeah did you face any kind of say mineral or vitamin deficiency during your uh, preparation would you want to share that so I I do get regular tests done because the physical activity levels are quite high for me even if I'm not training for say Ironman I'm doing like marathon or some kind of training for some event so yeah. I do get my test like twice a year just to see where I am so gratefully there were no deficiencies because uh, I take care of it I do supplement my you know diet with the B12 because that's something that's quite you know, commonly missing in vegetarian diet and vegan diet I took magnesium during my Ironman training because that helps okay. with recovery. So in the night, I would take magnesium uh, tablets. Uh, I also incorporated flax seeds, so the omega three tablets. Yes. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go with the one with the fish uh, oil. So I took the flax seed oil, you know, instead of that. 
So this, I think, yeah, these three things were something that, that was very regular in my, you know, routine. And uh, D12. So okay. these four supplements I generally take care of. During my Ironman training, I did add uh, coconut oil in my routine. So the okay. cold fresh coconut oil. Uh-huh. So I would all have it alternate days just to increase the fat percentage in my uh, whole nutrition. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm sure there must be a lot of misconception as well because when you would have interacted during your training program with a lot of people who are with a non-running background, they would also be trying to contribute their own uh, part to your journey. And you would also be having interactions with your peers and trainers regarding your training. So how did you manage and overcome these misconceptions during your training? Yeah, so gratefully, I ha- I do have a very supportive, you know, bunch of people around me who are very positive and motivating me. But yeah, I mean, there are there are instances where, so first when I spoke to somebody that, you know, I'm doing this and they were like, okay, so for females, maybe, you know, the distances would be less. So I said, no, it's same, same for women and men. That was one thing that probably for women, the distance of swim, swim would be less than, uh, you know, male. So that uh-huh. was one. Second was, was the cutoff time more for females? So okay. that, you know, the cutoff time of all the disciplines. Uh-huh. So, you know, those were the things then, yeah, that, you know, if you overdo it, you'll get injured. You know, running so much is not good for you. you you'll get injured. You're losing so much weight. You're losing. So, plus, of course, because, of, you know, so much training, you do end up losing some amount of muscle. And so, you know, you'll lose all your uh, muscle. You lose all your, you know, body weight. So, you know, those kind of concepts. But, uh yeah, I mean, I do understand that, you know, these kind of extreme events can take up, a, you know, big chunk of energy from you. But then I think I was aware that, you know, I'm signing for something like this. It will require a lot of mental strength and it will require you to be very focused and not get distracted from, you know, people commenting on things. So I think a lot of uh, runners, especially women runners, I think that's what they follow where, uh, you know, you have to sit to people and be respectful. But sometimes you need yes. to do what you feel like doing. Absolutely. How did you work on building your endurance? And I know you are a marathoner yourself. You have done several races and in the past you've also run half Ironman. But for someone who is just starting out, haven't even done a 5K, but definitely maybe someday they want to do an Ironman. So where exactly they should start this training and how? You know, the step would be to probably how I started. Like I had no background of triathlon. So I, you know, took six months when I did my 2019 uh, 70.3. So it's always good to have these smaller goals to achieve your bigger goal. You know, for somebody who is starting out and, and somebody reached out to me and I spoke to him as well and told him that, you know, first what you need to do is probably just do a 21.1, like reach your half marathon yeah. goal. Yes. Achieve that. And Simon Davis, starts swimming, like, you know, so you need to have all the activities in your routine. But I think the most important thing is patience because it will take time. And, you know, there are going to be instances probably where you think that you might be able to do it next year, but it might get delayed for some reason. So you have to accept those things which are not in your control. So if somebody is just starting out, so step one is to a 5k, progress to a 10k, then you go on to a 21. So, you know, you've cleared that mark of their run which is the last discipline cycling also i have done a couple of say 100 kilometers in those practice rides which i did so yeah i mean it's about doing everything have these small goals which will give you the confidence of say doing something bigger for me i think people don't focus that much on strength but i feel that strength training plays a major role because it gives you immense strength to you know have that power to do such events and also it helps you avoid injuries 
So I think that yes. is one thing when we are trying to do an endurance sport, there is a lot of scope of injuries because of the muscle imbalances. So I think if you can also incorporate some source of strength training in your routine, that will help you achieve your goal. So what would you suggest to anyone how they should plan their intervals of strength training and running and swimming and then you have cycling as well so a lot of activities to be done yeah. in order to build endurance so, and you have just 7 days uh, in a week so how would someone try and organize their week in a way so that they are able to address each and every aspect of what needs to be done for an ironman starting from strength when you're training for an event like ironman you need to understand you're doing strength training to just say you know maintain your current strength and also avoid injuries yes. what mistake we do is that we want to also push ourselves in the strength uh, like i want to improve my deadlift weight that's not possible you don't want to excel mm. in all the fields mm. right so first thing yes. is to understand that if you are doing strength when you are say even doing a marathon or a triathlon it's there to be an accessory it's to supplement your uh, performance and not something where you want to like that i want to improve here as well so once you get that in your head so i never like when i do strength training like especially during in season i'm not looking at reaching my pr in a deadlift right so it's about True. maintaining so that's True. step one to understand realistically with all the other disciplines two days of strength training is good uh, that's my suggestion if somebody can squeeze in three that'll be great so two days of full body sessions rather than doing upper body lower body those splits or back and chest i believe that when you're doing just twice it's always good to have like a full body routine so that's help, that helps you in your strength training in terms of swimming yeah so swimming actually in a way also helps in like it's more like a recovery also sometimes if you're not pushing because you know you're in water and it is a great uh, source yeah. of recovery so sometimes yes. you'll come out of water and you're feeling more refreshed then you when you entered even if you've done like 2 2 kilometers or something uh-huh. so swimming generally could be 2 to 3 days one day could be where you're just doing an easy recovery swim so this okay. is this is i'm talking about a week so like two strength sessions two to three swims is good one is more like a recovery swim where you're not really focused on speed or anything you're just you know in the water and yeah. two sessions you can focus that you know one day i want to focus on distance one day i want to focus on improving my stroke or my speed okay. in terms of running same two to three days uh, it's very important to have those easy days also because yes. not every time you want to go and you know be all out and give your all out effort so yeah Absolutely. so if you can manage like two to three sessions of running and probably you can say that okay this week if i am unable to do one extra run that's okay so you have yes. to accept those things as well then in terms of cycling i think the brick session helps a lot so say if not every week every alternate week you should have that brick session so like a bike okay. so Yeah, if if you want to train for an event, you should be able to take out say eight to nine sessions of training in the entire week. Yeah, and I think the step one is to be disciplined and not not miss sessions and try to then, if if say for example I missed an evening session, I don't want to do it next day and you know make it three sessions for the next day. So it's okay if you have missed something; it's about moving on. So, is there any recommendation on how many kilometers of swimming must be done? So, I cannot give you any recommendation because it will be very subjective. It will be so as to somebody has four months of training to somebody who's been training for a year. But definitely, you need to get in say at least one four k swim. I that's my personal. Some people may say that you know you don't have to do a four kilometers. Like how for running a marathon, they say that you can do a thirty-six and run a forty-two point two. Yeah. But you know to get that figure out, so I think good. You should be doing a few three kilometers, 
3.4 just you know get get that distance in your head uh-huh. then yeah otherwise it will depend a lot on how much training time you have and you know where you are coming in terms of you know if you're a new swimmer or you you you're a seasoned swimmer so you know those things will play a major role would you also want to share or talk about uh, any running group or peers or any trainers who you connected to gather inspiration and inputs on your preparation for uh, ironman Yes so I have my mentor uh, Mr Amit Chaturvedi he's himself has done okay. an ironman uh-huh. uh, so he's somebody who's guided me all throughout okay. so he okay. helped me with the plan and you know everything and then uh, I have somebody in Jaipur Prajeet sir so he's okay. like one of the best riders in Jaipur so okay. whenever I had to go for a long ride there was no way I could go alone so even if it was nice. like 3 o'clock 3:30 in the morning he was there all the long rides amazing uh, because we had to go to the highway and you know start early absolutely so yeah he was there he would tell me that you need to change the gear now and you know many many small tips which helped me a lot i think uh, such an event i, I mean uh, i personally feel it's the family friends everybody plays a major role to keep your spirits high and to keep you motivated so my sister she traveled from uh, melbourne till hamburg uh-huh. which is like a very very long journey but she was there oh. to support me and you know my family also Absolutely. because you need a positive environment when you're going through you know such a challenging kind of a routine absolute how were you able to manage your personal and time for for this event i think uh, yeah i think personally then you don't really have much time to do anything as i say that you know on weekends like if you are riding say 180 you are waking up at like 2 o'clock 3 o'clock So you don't really have any Absolutely. weekends to like hang out with friends and you know chill. I mean, I won't even say it's a compromise. Those are the choices that you make uh, when you want uh-huh. to do something like this. And I think your friends and family eventually they start understanding. Uh, so I think, but what I enjoyed most was uh, that you know when I was riding indoors, I would watch a lot of Netflix and you know. So I think that was the time I could catch <laughs> up on things I was missing on. So like if I'm riding three hours, four hours, I would uh, put a movie or some series. So those were the things, but then I think you were aware that you know when you are signing for such an event that there are going to exactly. be some changes that you have to make to achieve your goal. Coming to a very important question of the day: What next? What's your vision for the future? And any new challenge that you would want to accept uh, after Ironman? So for now, I want to focus on improving as a runner. I think okay. I want to improve my timing and you know just just uh, try to get get better at say all the distances. so that's one yeah in future let's see what next i like it when you know there's something new that comes up and i think when people around you are doing such events you you feel that it's achievable Absolutely. so you end up signing up but yeah for now i want to focus on improving my you know performance in running absolutely with this we come to the last question for today's show what are the top 3 recommendations that you would have for anyone who's preparing for iron man or any races in future uh, one is that don't compare your journey with others uh, we end up doing that because you know we do have a lot of sources like social media a lot of apps Absolutely. so if somebody is doing say 50 kilometers probably they're on a different level and you know they put in that work so i think that's one True. that it's your journey and you really need to be focused on and know yourself uh, there are Absolutely. days when when i wake up and i'm like okay today i'm not ready for a speed session because probably i had a long work day So you yes. need to understand and then change your routine accordingly. Uh, that's one second. Don't be afraid. You can you know achieve whatever goal you've set for yourself. But you need do need a plan and a structure. So yes. say whatever next goal you have, if you plan it properly and you have a good structure, you can uh, achieve it. 
and yeah i think be patient and be realistic also where also try to incorporate you know strength training i always say this not just for triathletes runners and all the other sports because that will help you improve your performance and also avoid lot of injury thank you so much shivangi for uh, joining me today and i'm sure we will soon get a chance to speak once again on maybe on some other intriguing topic and maybe once you have tried a new challenge uh, in future <laughs> So yeah. thank you so much Shivangi pleasure thank speaking you, with you Thank you thank you it was again uh, you know nice catching up and i hope what we've talked about will help somebody Absolutely yeah. absolutely that's a wrap thank you for listening to fitness pro chat by fitarobic we hope you had key takeaways from today's episode and learned something new don't forget to download and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform in the meantime reach out to us on instagram at fitarobic or through our website fitarobic.com and remember failures will only make you strong and better learned Take care, stay healthy, and live a fulfilling life with Fitterobic.